good evening. Turn on the taps, light some candles, test the temperature with your elbows, and dip your toes in the bath as you let your mind dip out. Just for a moment, for another episode of Bath Time Thoughts. This time, you won't be alone in the bath with me. We're joined by... Um, uh, bonjour, je suis Hector. Yes, um, quite right. As the heat slowly cooks your brain, Hector and I will guide you through the obscure task of visualizing four-dimensional objects. So... Please consider the following, a rambling analogy to help us look at experiences of time. Oh, Hector, why don't you hop in? Hop? Eh? Uh, what, what, what is up? Oh, there are space for a little, why, yes. a little more? Yeah, of course. Merci. Let me just, uh, no. uh, let me start again. Yeah. So, suppose we live in a place with uh, four dimensions. How do you perceive a four-dimensional object? We oui. now we are in the bath. We are 3D people sitting in a 3D shape, but there is time too. The fourth dimension. As time passes, the candles melt, they change shape, and of course we change positions, four dimensions. Do you agree? Mm, yes. Well, uh, what does this look like to someone who, say, uh, lives only in three dimensions? This? Well, um, me and you and the... 3D bath with time passing? Yes, with time passing, this is important. You, me, drinking a little champagne, moving left and right, uh, not, not staying the same at all. How does it look to a person who is frozen in time, who cannot perceive time at all. Someone who exists in three dimensions only. Um, I don't know where to start. I exactly. Well, uh, let us pretend our person is this cube of soap. Our little person does not know when or where to start. Okay, so the closest analogy I can come up with is to consider that this little person is playing the same game. He says he lives in three dimensions, 
and he tries to consider what life is like for a two-dimensional person who's trying to think of 3D life, life in 3D. Bien, very good. So, uh, this little person, a uh, 3D sub-person, we will say is an epicube. Happy. Oui, epi. And uh, from the candle, a little light shines on him. Don't forget, he is a cube. Uh, what does he see beneath himself? Well, he sees a shadow. And the shadow is an object the 2D person can comprehend. Why don't we call this 2D person paper? No. Uh, I mean, yes, there is a shadow. But uh, why don't we call the 2D person wafer? Paper and bath is no good. And wafer is uh, wafer thin. So, 2D person, we call him wafer. Okay, so... Wafer understands a shadow, but doesn't know the true form behind the shadow. Mais oui, very good. You had some practice, eh? Now, uh, tell me, what shape is the shadow of the cube? Um, square? Yes, but... What if the angle of light is changed? Maybe the candle melts a little. Um, rectangle, rhombus, parallelogram. I mean, the shadow could be any shape. I mean, could I, I honestly don't know. Could you form a triangle from a particular angle? I guess it depends solely on the position of light. Oui, so, uh, and uh, what does this mean? Well, uh, I tell you some oddities, some strange things are notable. First, that any 3D object we see, we perceive is the shadow of its 4D self. Just like our little sentient 2D wafer sees the 2D shadow of a 3D cube, we see 3D shapes, but they are the shadows of 4D objects. The second point, one seemingly 3D object can appear totally different in the 2D world depending on the angle of light. Maybe the shadow is square, maybe a parallelogram. Um, then this suggests that the 4D versions of ourselves are constant, but the 3D self changes depending on the viewing angle or position of light. And uh, in our case, it is not light that changes the viewing angle, but time. I am uh, very pleased, uh, you know. Uh, you are uh, 
Very good buzz time sinker, my friend. So we will continue. Let us take a wristwatch as an uh, example. Uh, in our world before dawn, uh, the watch is not even a thing. It is a little pieces of plastic and metal in a primordial soup uh, that we call the earth. As light breaks, the watch is assembled. At midday, where the light is highest, it is turned on. A fully functional wristwatch. Then, as the sun sets, the strap breaks. At night, it is a dead battery and thrown into recycling and incinerated. Heated particles dash to the atmosphere. But in the 40 world, it is a constant. Yes, it was on for a while when it had a little electricity flowing, then off. Yes, it was nothing but separated particles, and then all, all together, and then separated particles again. But in the 4D world, you're saying, does that make any difference? That change in time is a moving shadow? Does this account for aging? Or are you saying that people, or in fact, all living things are fundamentally the same, unchanging objects, and though the light moves at the same time for all, depending on their experience of the position and angle of light, they each appear different, and then that causes a different shape to be seen. Oui, 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 oui. Exactement. Uh, this is what I like to think about. But what if you had two sources of light and one cube? Oui, uh, then there are two shadows. Well, in the analogy, um, what does that mean? Uh, je ne sais pas. Uh, I don't know. Well, what if you have a shadow that exists across different dimensions? In other words... The shadow lands on a corner where the wall and floor meet, a shadow both horizontal and vertical at the same time. Yes, but uh, what the hell does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Also, what if you have two cubes of different sizes, one large, one small, on the same axle, uh. and a shadow rests on the face of these axle-bound cubes? Hmm. If the axles spin at the same rate, but much more of the smaller cube is covered by the shadow than the large one, do the shadows on both cubes move at different rates? Uh, do the shadows change shape at different rates? Uh, what does it mean if there are thousands of cubes on the same axle causing shadows on their neighbors? I guess... Uh, you can see that the analogy seems to explode into a disorienting array of possibilities and unfathomable, uh, how do you say, nonsense. Um, is 
any of this useful? I mean, uh, it is fun, no? But uh, I don't know if the people in the physics world know how many dimensions there truly are in the reality. Yeah, exactly. Do they know or is it predicted that there are 11 or 12 dimensions beyond a shadow of a doubt? Or is it debatable? Are uh, uh, analogies uh, worth anything? I mean, what if there are infinite points of light shining from every conceivable direction? Well, uh, in this case, uh, does the object even have a shadow? What if you have a pane of glass between the cube and the floor so that the shadow appears twice. Does that mean anything? I think uh, all this uh, casts is a severe doubt mm. on the efficacies of analogies, that uh, all analogies are highly uh, deceptive, or that we are highly suggestible, depending on how the story is formulated. Um, uh, please. Could anyone, anyone shed, shed some, some light, light on, on this? this?